Yes, I have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So that's your camera right there. Which one? All of them. No, that well, one's yours. That that's both of ours, and that's one. That one's mine. Right. How right. You doing. All right. Let me make sure my gut. Yeah, isn't yeah. You showing. see, it is. It's a. Uh, you know, that's sure. the thing yeah. about being on a couch is. It makes you look a lot fatter than you actually are. It does, and it you get to where you're like comfortable and you might be a little too comfortable and you realize that you don't know you're you're kind of folding in on yourself yeah then you got to worry about your crotch you know <laughs> i'm covered up pretty good I think. Yeah, get that crotch covered up bro. i'm covered up pretty good on, on my side <laughs> hey everybody welcome man welcome this is the first episode of talk to me the podcast nobody asked for but we're gonna give it to you anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I like that. The yeah. podcast nobody asked for. Yeah, man. I'm your host, Antoine Richardson. And this is my first guest. This is one of my great friends. This is Adrian Longoria. And we have his his young, his young aspiring baseball player son over there watching, teasing us in the background there. Yeah, there you go. His name's Matthew. <laughs> All right. So welcome everybody. We're gonna sit back. You know, we really don't have an agenda here. We're just two dudes talking on the couch. You know, we we actually did forget the beer. And so it might be a little dry. We'll see where this goes. We might have to take a break. Go get the beer. Who knows, man? Who knows yeah, how this think, is going to uh, go? Yeah, I think it might. We might need to do that. But, uh, yeah, it's two guys on a couch with no beer. Uh, you can maybe uh, call the podcast that two guys on a couch with no beer. That is pretty sad. <laughs> Official name change. Two guys on a couch with no beer. <laughs> Let me change the whole I, I thing. I guarantee you there's nobody out there with that. <laughs> Let me change the whole thing. Dude, you should have came up with this a week ago. <laughs> oh, fully man. clothed, fully clothed. Yeah, fully clothed. Two guys, fully clothed on couch with no with no beer. Okay, yeah, you got to put all this in like yeah, parentheses. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Oh, that's good. Man. But I wanted to have you on because you are one of my you're you're a really great friend, man. And every time we have a conversation, it's a conversation between two guys that just goes all over the place. But I always walk away with something mm. that I could take with me for the rest of my life. As a matter of fact, you are one of the big reasons I actually started doing my videos where uh, I would go out in the streets and just interview people and yeah. ask them questions. Remember that conversation we had yeah, on my yeah. back porch? And those are cool, like, uh, videos. I saw those. They were good. Yeah, man. Like, after that conversation with you, I said, you know, Adrian's right. You said something to me. You said um, the oh, – I'm going to mess it up. I have it written down in my journal. You said the the start is so hard because the end is so big. Yeah, yeah. Or okay, something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. And I, was like, I must have had like two, three beers in me. Okay, <laughs> yeah. You get you knock a bat, you start getting wise, right? <laughs> All the yeah. wisdom starts coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that does sound like something I might say. But yeah, uh, for sure. I think I think starting when you have something big in the mind, it kind of stifles you to start. I do I do think that kind of keeps you from making that first move. Absolutely, man. I, I can't tell you how many times people have either approach me in the comments or even in real life and said, Hey, I want to start a podcast or I want to start a YouTube channel. And you know, they're looking for some magical, you yeah. know, ingredient. And I always, I always tell them the same thing. Just, just grab the camera and turn it on and start talking. But their dream is so big for what they want in that channel or what they want to do. They just never get started. I've, I've met plenty of people like that. So. Yeah. 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 For sure. No, I, I, you know, you sit and I don't have a Facebook or a YouTube channel or any of that type of stuff. So, um, all of that is very daunting, you know, to me. So for me sitting here right now, it's kind of, kind of weird. 
But this I'm is actually not natural, I'm actually, man. I know it isn't natural. I mean, you say two dudes on a couch, but we got headphones on and microphones in our face. But it, we'll make it. I think what's cool, or reason why I was like saying yes, and the reason why he's here actually is that, uh, is that he's he's really into it. He watches YouTube a lot, like like we're saying. And, yeah. And I think it's cool for him to see it because I do think that this whole thing is uh is 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 where everything's going, right? This is how we're. Yeah. How it seems everything's moving. People consume media just completely differently, differently than they did when you and I were growing up. Absolutely, yeah. When you and I were growing up, I don't know how you were raised, but I was a latchkey kid, and my Monday through Friday afternoon was come home, watch some cartoons at yeah. like three something. Mm-hmm. You know, you can watch those cartoons, do some homework, you go outside, and you stay there. Yeah. Because if you went inside, you was trapped. Like my mama would close the door, like oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah. peed outside. We drank outside. The only time you came inside was number two. Yeah. And then, you know, TV got more interesting. People stopped going outside. So we watched TV. But then the phones came and the YouTube and every, everything else, like oh, the yeah. Hulu and the Netflix. And then we we became creatures of holding the TV in our hand all the time. Right. And right this right, is right. how we consume pretty much all media now. And I was telling you earlier, you know, I got friends that will watch YouTube on the TV. Like, even on a big screen, right, like, yep. you know, a projector. I yeah. was like, man, because they would even send me pictures or screen or pictures of my video on their big screen. And I'm like, dude, that's that's scary. You can't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't big need old, to be that big. Big old bro. bald head with headphones yeah. on. No, I, <laughs> I don't need to be that big, bro. No, that that's that's true, though. He watches it on TV. He gets onto the YouTube channel and, and watches it through through the TV, too. But, um, yeah, no, I... I, there was a, something I read or or heard at one time that um, actually screens the. There was a time that everybody was chasing like the big screen or the bigger screen TVs, yes. right? Yep. And and then a trend started to come about. I don't know. It must maybe it was the Wall Street Journal. I don't know where I heard it. Is that the trend was actually going smaller because because what they were finding is that college students, young kids, younger generations are actually watching on their phone. Oh so yeah. So there's really, yeah. I mean, the big. I mean. You, and I can see that where we have a TV in the living room. It's not a big screen TV, but it's bigger than a phone. Right. And I find myself, TV's there, and I'm watching what I want to watch. Dude, I hate to say phone. it, but I'm guilty, dude. I'm yeah. guilty of the same thing. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm so guilty. Hey, you know what? To lend truth to your point, my son, he's in college. And when we when we first drove him up there, we packed up the TV. It's like this, you know, probably 25, 30-inch TV or something like that. It doubled as his computer monitor. And, excuse me, so he would, you know, use it as his computer monitor, but it also was a smart TV. So I was like, son, just watch this TV. And he was like, cool. But he really didn't watch that much TV when we were home. It was always on his phone. But, you know, you kind of wanted him to have a TV. So he's getting ready to start his junior year. He's actually uh, in in summer school right now. When he came home, he packed up all his stuff. He said, dad, I'm going to leave this TV. He thought he was going to hurt my feelings. That was the tone I got from him. Like, dad, I'm sorry, but I'm going to leave this TV. I'm like, you don't need a TV? He's like, no, nah. like, I'm not even going to question this. Like, right, I know yeah. I know where we're at now in yeah. society. Like, yeah, yeah. who the, needs a TV yeah, anymore? you don't need You really don't. You know, the first thing I ever watched on a computer screen was the movie The Matrix. So You watched that on the computer on screen? On the computer. It was the first time. And that was the weirdest thing to me. Um, I, think some, I think it was a one of these uh, stolen movies or something like that that somebody gave me the file. Oh, back in right? the day, this yeah. This was like a long time yeah. ago, right? And I had this... Uh, 
Yeah, I think it was like a gateway computer. Do you remember gateway? The gateway. Yeah, I think it was a gateway computer. That's how old this. Yeah, is. Dude, this is that, like that's old school. Like the Matrix was in the movies at the time, so this was uh, truly, you know, had like the Chinese. Hey man, below, what's the, the statute of limitations uh, on <laughs> on like stealing content, dude? You're like you can get locked up over this, dude. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I remember this guy giving it to me, and he said, "But the only thing is, you got to watch it on your computer." And I looked at him like, "Watch a movie on a computer? That doesn't." Need- I don't even want to watch it on my TV. I want to go to the movie. That's, right. And so, yeah, that was like my first taste of when I look back, I was like, dude, man, I was watching. I, now that's like nothing. Like I say, people, I watch a whole movie on a phone. But back then it was, that's so, true. It was so different. Yeah. Uh, the whole concept of uh, a movie that you didn't pay for, that somebody had <laughs> to file for. Uh, you're watching it on uh, your bed in uh, on on your gateway computer. Yeah, man. And you're thinking, man, this is so weird. This, is, but yeah, that's that's what we do now. I mean, it really is, man. You bring up gateway. My first like computer that I bought for, I didn't even buy it. A friend gave it to me. He actually got another computer, which was a gateway, but he gave me his. I guess because it was <laughs> it was crap, and I was so grateful. Because I didn't have a computer at the time. Yeah. And uh, I turned that sucker on, man. And ooh, if I compared it to something today, it's not even it's not even a, Dude, a fight, it, right? It came in a box that was like cow print on it. The gateway yes, computer yes. Had, had their logo was a cow. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's just saying that, a lot. Does, does that, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that uh, tells the story right there about how slow this thing was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does that actually say, I mean, they didn't choose a rabbit or... You know, something that a hummingbird or something that might be fast or you think quick. They chose a cow, a Holstein yeah. a milk cow, a that, Holstein milk cow as their uh, as their logo. There. And that went right over everybody's <laughs> head, man. It was like, ooh, that was the logo. But yeah, man, you can literally see the pixels populating on that thing as yeah. you booted it up or yeah. tried to pull up a window or something. Yeah, so try to watch the Matrix on it. It was. Uh, uh, you yeah. were seeing the yeah. Matrix. Yeah, you yeah, were literally yeah. seeing the Matrix. <laughs> so all of those effects that everybody was talking about. Oh, look at how cool the guy moved. I was like, yeah. He moved extra slow on my machine, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, no, that was a that was a good. What time. was this? Probably what 2000, 2002 ish. I think it was earlier. Am I? Yeah, probably so. Right around there, because I think I started because I was definitely working at the company uh, when I first started. So I started working in the engineering field in nineteen ninety seven. Uh, this guy that brought me this stuff, I won't mention his name since he, this could be incriminating in some sort of way. Yeah, it might have been like, uh, it might have been in 99, 2000, yeah, right around there. So you don't want to mention the guy's name that gave you, or that, where yeah, did yeah. you buy it from somebody? Or No, no, no the he, movie, he gave you yeah, the movie. he gave me the movie. He said, I have it. This oh, was yeah, like man. my first, he was an only child, and he was really in, he was, um, one of these guys is always cutting edge. I would consider yourself to be that type of guy too. I mean, look at all this equipment and stuff. Like, that no, and I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. not a te- a tech type person. In fact, anything that involves hands or some sort of technical knowledge, that I'm not. I just I check out. It just doesn't. I don't even like hooking up, like changing the HD. I don't even know how to change the HDMI on my TV to go to like the the Hulu. Like I have to get this guy. I'm like, dude. Oh, dude. How's you, the fastest way to get to the Roku again? You are really and he, struggling. And he's like, he's like, dude, just just. He gets grabs the <laughs> look when I'm in there. It's funny because I feel like the the oldest dude in the world. I got two remotes in my hand, <laughs> and the first thing I'm asking myself is, why the heck do I have two remotes again? <laughs> and then, uh, and then I'm like, he can see me struggling, and I'm trying to go to uh, Hulu or something like that. And he just comes and rips 
the remote out of my hand and says, you just hit the home button right here, dad. And it just goes, you don't have to go to HDMI and down one, two, three. Because the way it works on my, on my TV, it goes HDMI one, two, three. And then it goes through all these other things that I don't even know about. So if you miss, Hulu's like on HDMI two. Okay. So if you miss two and go to three, you got to go cycle all the way down and go right back up to the top. And because the button isn't a clear button, so when I push it, sometimes it jumps. And I'm like, shit. So I'll, I'll hit it, and it jumps to three. I was like, dang it. And then I got to go all the way down, and he sees me doing that. He's like, he's like, dude, he's fixing to throw these two remotes out the window. <laughs> so he, comes and, he comes and fixes me up real good. Yeah, so I'm not, uh, I'm not a technical type guy. So he's like one of the first people that, that I met and he, that was – like that like like if i i would say like right now he probably i mean he got into cameras uh, i'm pretty sure he has i haven't talked to him while he's out of the business mm -hmm. now i'm pretty sure he's doing something in, in some sort of this in this sort of i would call i would uh, hope this so. type of uh industry being that tech savvy yeah no, especially even back then yeah yeah he was uh like he was really into all the the trending what was new <clears throat> i mean there was a time that like napster was out People remember oh, that. Oh, bro, that right? was good times. I wasn't really a big Napster guy. I, I was because I had the gateway and yeah. it wasn't really yeah, 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 capable yeah. of downloading anything. But once I got a better computer, I got into that LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, so, so LimeWire was, um, was this not the one where it was BitTorrent? Man, or, or was that BitTorrent? Was, so what it was is that it, it was trying to get around the legal system by saying that it was an open community and say you had purchased uh let's say the latest cd or, or uh, of nwa and you had it on your computer mm -hmm. and this and i had that same cd you could listen to that cd through this it was pulling a, a little bit of your files and a little bit of his files it wasn't like oh. you were and it was bringing it together as one. as one and you were listening to it but you weren't listening it was a, trying to get around the whole you giving me the ripping the whole CD and giving it to so me. So it was music sharing it was amongst a torrent, the community, right? And it went into this server that kind of scrambled that stuff. So you couldn't like really wow. put your finger on who was still yeah. in content. It was a pretty neat idea. It's very similar to um, like when you were talking about these non fungible things, and we're okay. talking about. I think that's that's. Wow. It's, I never understood the concept, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't even care back then. I was just like, <laughs> free music? What? <laughs> Let me get my computer going. Let me, it, you know, let me these guys were smart. They were coming up with this stuff at, back then. They were um, they were trying to get, or, I mean, they were the, I would say, the first Rage Against the Machine type type guys, right? They were yeah. like, hey, look, man, going, you know, yeah. I don't want to pay for my stuff. I want to get it free, right? <laughs> and and they were, I think they, they were the ones who pushed this whole um youtube is free right so yeah. but it's not so they the companies had to figure out how do you monetize free yeah. stuff you know that along with you know things like the i or ipod just revolutionized everything that was kind of like you know and this is kind of on a tangent but i guess that's what this whole thing is is yeah. one big tangent but it's like you think about technology where it was prior to 2005. Yeah. So everything prior to 2005, it was moving at a steady pace, kind of on a timeline. Yeah. 2005 hits, you got, you know, iPods and stuff like that. Then immediately comes the iPhone, mm -hmm. the uh, the Windows phone, the Android phones. And in that, like, three to five-year pocket. Blackberry. 
Oh man, yeah, the Black Ray was the beast. You know what I'm saying? Ram. Like yeah. you weren't even an official executive. <laughs> like you weren't even important unless you had a Blackberry. Yeah. But uh yeah, everything just went you got that small little like three to five year pocket and then boom, everything just just goes nuts. And here we are today, twenty twenty one, and literally anything you want is at the touch of your fingertips on that screen. Yeah. And I but I I really think that there's still it's funny that you had that up on your screen when you brought it up with that NFTs is I've been trying to, um, <clears throat> I've been throwing myself down that rabbit hole for, for a few months now. And I'm so far behind this. It, I feel like there's another seed change happening. What and, do you mean? As far as the NFT? As far as blockchain technology, as far as DeFi completely, um, decentralization of, of, power mm-hmm. is gonna it, i really think that's i think that's the next move dude i See, think there's i think there's a move there and i think there's a lot of people that ain't really paying attention to this this is where you always get me every time we talk man <laughs> everything's going fine you know nice light conversation then adrian goes into this wormhole and he ruins my day and makes me feel like my whole life was a lie. <laughs> no if you start going down this rabbit hole you will feel like that like this whole thing is a big almost like you're in a matrix so you can't go down too far i saw you with the wikipedia and that's good i think that's a good safe start but now that you've done that right does that machine knows oh antoine is checking out this uh other seedy uh side of life and you're gonna start being fed this stuff and when you start getting fed it through your youtube channel there'll be some uh you know coin or something like that that comes up and you'll start happening and you're going to go down that wormhole. And I, I got a book on it. I forget. It was, it was an old book on Bitcoin. And I figured I'm just going to start with Bitcoin since that was like, seemed like the, the grandfather of all of them. And I'm going to start there. And I'm just going to just kind of delve into the history of that and then kind of go deep. And then I got a few other books on blockchain. And mm-hmm. then I just start getting more and more books on, on this stuff. And now you're, I'm like deep into it at work as I'm listening. And I'm thinking, Dude, as soon dude. as you say blockchain, my brain scrambles. Dude. It's just like. There is a YouTube um, video out there. I forget who it is. It's some teacher or some, some goofy looking teacher. And it, and I think the title of it is called like a billion dollar math problem or some shit like that. Something to solve. And he goes through and explains <clears throat> how the math used on the blockchain kind of works and how you can't you know how you when when you're learning math or not and i tell him you know math is math is easy because it goes both ways mm-hmm. if you're adding you can subtract right on the back end to, to check your answer right they always say check your answer if you're multiplying you can divide you can always go back and forth in math to check what the beginning was to the end the end to the beginning uh, but this math problem that they use for the blockchain is so complicated that if it would take i forget you got to watch this thing it's, he says I, it's something crazy something you couldn't even believe it's like it would take i don't know a, does big, it have a solution a, a supercomputer every supercomputer known to man times a million for a billion years could not solve could not back solve this math problem. I'm shaking because, my head. So what it was, and, and I'll, it, you got to, you got to, you just search it up. It's pretty cool. And and what it is, and I know I got all those numbers wrong, but it was a big number. Okay. And so, um, basically, it's impossible 
to recreate or to back out these two hash. So so the way that the blockchain works, because I was, was was throwing me, I was like, what the what the hell is a blockchain, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and I still don't understand. I mean, I'm not, not like I say, I'm not a technical geek or anything like that. But from the basic premises, it's you have a block, and it has inputs, and then it has an output that's a block, and and it that output is almost like a fingerprint. It creates what's called uh, a hash, and so this hash is generated, and there's rules to the hash, so it's an automatically generated number. Right, but it has to have a certain amount of zeros in front of this number for it to be an accepted hash to go on the block. And so then what happens? Listen to this, Antoine. No, I'm telling you, this is like a whole dude. I'm telling you, hey, I'm so but into this you, right when you now. You look at me right now. Do you see like the little Rain Man? I am you seeing know, the math symbols and the stuff just what floating I'm around. What I'm seeing is like, look, here's what I'm seeing. Like almost when I'm looking at you right now, I'm seeing somebody who's saying, "Okay, I'm getting this. I kind of understand it." But when that's kind of the way I was when I first heard this. But when you start digging deeper, you're gonna be where I am. I'm not and going a few in weeks, there. You're gonna be like, dang man. But I so, ain't going in there. So this thing, <laughs> so this thing, right? So so they've created what they've done is they've decentralized it to a point where if I want to buy something from you and I want to use Bitcoin as the currency to do it or anything mm -hmm. as that currency to trade me to you. And and that and in order to make that transaction real, you've got to have a series of other what they call uh, miners out there, and they're using their computers to find this hash to make this real. So they're checking your hash, my hash, and the first person whose computer can actually <coughs> generate this number that that goes by these rules mm -hmm. wins, and they get a little bit of Bitcoin in their account. And that block is then sealed, and it's forever. That transaction is always on the blockchain. You can go back as far as you want and find that transaction between two people. And all this is just happening in real time. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it takes longer now than what it used to. I mean, I, I, the history of Bitcoin, I'm not really familiar with it. That is nuts. I'm not. I'm not so far into. Like I say, I'm not a geek. All I know is like the basic premises. Is so. But what's so weird about it is that. At first, when you hear that, like me, when I first heard that in the book, I was like, what big deal, dude. What, what is that? What? I don't even understand why this is a thing. That doesn't even make until you start really thinking about it. See, now you're going to have me. As soon as we're done with this. You're going to get into this, dude. I'm telling you. Cause, I hate you, man. Cause you what, always do this. Because the whole premise was it, though, Antoine, is that in order for a transaction to happen on, in anything, right, you buying this computer, there's always a third person who validates the transaction. True. And I never thought I never think about this. This is something most people don't think about. There's either yeah. a bank, a credit card, or there's some third person, some entity, some entity yeah. that's acting as an arbiter between me and you exchanging goods. That third person collects a fee. Mhm. Mm they have big buildings and they have their names all over them mm -hmm. everywhere. It's everything. It's title companies. It's everything that has this third person, this third entity that verifies a balance sheet. Wow. And yeah. what the blockchain does is it gets rid of that third person. It says you don't and need. So is that why there's so much pushback is because it's it's really taking money out of people's mouths it's or taking, hands. Yeah. And not only that, but power. I mean, it takes yeah. because the transaction between me and you is nothing but a hash mark. There's no Antoine, no Adrian. It's all. 
It's all. Oh well, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Like? Anonymous. Okay. It's all anonymous. So I can, let's say I have, um, I don't know, ten million dollars worth of some freak, freaking coin. We'll call it Bitcoin because it's easy to, to know. I have ten million, and I want to make a loan against that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. How? I don't know how, but I know it can be done without well, a bank. Who's the validator? Like who? It the blockchain. The chain does it. So you come to me, and there's like, well, this is what um, uh, Ethereum does: is they they have uh, contracts that are um, almost I guess I don't know what's called like a crypto contract or whatever. And basically, it'd be like a we'll, we'll call it a lease between a car, uh, a house, mm-hmm. right? If that contract is between me and you, and it's in this blockchain, and it is recognized by the computer that if you don't pay the rent as per the contract, it automatically executes whatever that contract needed to be done through the computer system. Mm. So one example this book had was a car. This is totally weird, dude. I'm telling you, this is going to get weird. Man, this, okay, so I'm looking I, up okay. at the hole. So, okay, so you know, so you know <laughs> Tesla uh-huh. and other companies, I'm sure, but Tesla's probably the one that, that's known best for it, has the car that drives itself, right? It's right. self-driving that they're trying to figure out how, how do we get this adopted, right? So I don't forget what this, this book was saying that imagine there's no owner to a car, okay? okay? No owner at all. And it is on a network that goes out and picks people up, drives them where they're at, and gets paid based on this transaction block. It's like mining. It's like mining as it's doing. Who's getting paid? The car. There's no owner. So the money is essentially going into a black hole. No, it's going into an account for the car. For what? Because there's no because there's for maintenance. So it can actually because it doesn't care about a profit. It can actually only charge on the limits that it really needs to maintain itself. Gas, oil change. And maybe if it does create a profit, to buy itself a new self in a new car. <laughs> okay, wait. So, so how did this car it... get here? <laughs> so the manufacturer of the car would want something. Dude, I don't know, man. This is all. This is where it gets really weird. You so start now you're to... talking about this Terminator type stuff, man. I don't know if they want to kill us. This car just shows They just want to give us a ride to the bar. But I'm just saying. All right, I'll <laughs> hop into that car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, oh, I gotta get, I gotta find the name of this book, man. Hold on. I want to hop me. in that car and be like, "Take me to your leader." Let me see the name of this book. <laughs> this book was cool. Let me see. I was listening to it, and it's. I mean, I'm telling you, um, was it? It was called. That's... It was called the Age of Cryptocurrency. This is a book you're listening to. Yeah, yeah, a book that I have listened to. Okay. That I think that was the first book, and then there was one that I read that was called or listened to was Twenty One Lessons. Okay. So yeah, that that I mean, I'm like, if you were to look at my book list right now, you'd be like, damn, dude, you're like deep in the rabbit hole. But oh, I man. can't even follow it. It's so. But what I do know, that, okay, so all that to say is that I feel like there is something changing. So because you and I are at the age where it's a it's a good age to be in, right? Because we know what typewriters are, right? Mm-hmm. And we know what the PC is. So we know. So there's a bridge between. The old and the new. We knew what it was. Like. We knew yeah. what life was like before email, right? 
you remember life before email, right? I hated that life. Okay, but, it, but I know what you, you know like, what it was yeah. like, right? So you remember there's a, and you can find this on YouTube. There's a Good Morning America's on, and it's two hosts, and it's a long time ago, and they're talking about email, and the, on they're like the Good Morning America, mm -hmm. and the guy's like, one of the hosts is like email what is that he's like, <laughs> and he's like going through this gyration of how basically in a way saying how dumb of an idea is this right mm -hmm. and I, it was because it, nobody understood it yeah and i feel like it and at the time you were like man i wish i would have got in early on that stuff because yeah. it was actually a change in what was going to happen and only the people who really understood it understood the power behind it right mm-hmm and I feel like we might be there now, and most people are thinking the same thing. Like I feel like that Good Morning American guy is saying, "What the hell is blockchain? It's so stupid. I never do." You know. So in <laughs> you your, know what I'm saying, it's so, like it's there. It's right in front of you. It's like ten years from now, I'm gonna kick myself and be like, "Right." So you're talking the about the hell? concept of money, though, currency. Concept of currency. Concept okay. of currency, and and not just not just currency though, because I think Bitcoin has turned into kind of a store of value. It seems as though that's kind of where it's where it's ended up, kind of like a digital gold. Mm -hmm. um, I think there'll be other things they'll use for currency. I'm, I'm more thinking this third entity getting rid of. That's the part. I, I, I Man, like. wouldn't that be so nice, though? I mean, in that regard, essentially you would think prices of things would go down. Yeah. Fees. I mean, think about it. And think about buying an airline ticket, man. My wife, we're supposed to be going to um, – Chicago. She's going to run right. a marathon there, or half marathon or something like that. So we're supposed to be going there. And she said, I just bought three round or two round trip tickets to Chicago for like 350 or something like that. And I said, okay, is that one ticket? Does that include the fees and taxes? Because I'm real, you know, yeah. leery because, you know, you can get a, a cheap ticket and it'll say like, you know, $300 for the ticket, but you got like $740 worth of fees. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if, if what you're saying is true, then we're going to be taking away that 740 and we'll just be paying yeah. what it's worth, what yeah. the actual value of something, which which I can really get behind, man. Cause we yeah, pay. well, I mean, I just think that there's there's another level to where we're at right now, to, to technology. I think it's only a matter of time before technology, because it's it's not enough to just be a digital currency, because I think governments are starting to work on that right now. They're trying mm -hmm. to figure out, how do they digitize uh, a fiat currency? But I think what really wants to happen is that most of the community that are like the you would call like the crypto geeks, mm -hmm. they they don't want to have anything to do with that type of stuff, right? They they want to have their own economy that actually you're able to oh, they're definitely pushing a lot. transact amongst themselves without the need of a government to be around, right? Because really, I mean, if you're willing to, if enough people are willing to transact on a certain, if enough people said tomorrow we're going to do clamshells mm -hmm. and we all started trading clamshells, right, then that's it. That's your currency, dude. That is what people want, right? Yeah. So it's just how do you get people? You just got to get enough you gotta people get, to rally you, you behind. Gotta enough, you got to get enough people to rally. And I think that's where I think they want to see uh, I think the real crypto geeks where they would like to see the ind the the whole industry go, and, and I can't say that they're they're wrong in that because there's a lot of history behind uh, money lending, currency, all of that stuff that yeah. has a lot of bad bad roots in it. You know, <laughs> you, yeah. know? You, you know. Speaking of lending, kind of change gears a little bit. You're in real estate. 
yeah, so yeah. You, you got your your job yes yes but yes, every do. time i got a real estate question is, it, is this something we can talk about here yeah yeah, yeah. We can talk about all right estate. so yeah. every time i have a real estate related question adrian is the guy i call and uh then of course he tells me he ruins my day <laughs> by telling me the cold hard facts <laughs> <laughs> The, the thing about real estate is it's nowhere near as cool as cryptocurrency. Uh-huh. It's pretty it's pretty it's pretty bland, but I it, I'm telling you right now in the market there is definitely like you've seen and we talked about on the drive over here is that um I mean right now this time stamp it right now it, there's a supply shortage and a demand that's greater than was there. So I haven't looked at the market at all, but I keep hearing these these stories about how home prices are just stupid right now so yeah. for i mean what are we talking about what what is what is stupid as far as home prices well, i don't know if the price is still to me the price is still affordable in houston mm -hmm. but uh, it's slowly slowly slipping away from that for uh as it relates to um income uh, or the median income in houston so you're starting to see uh, a larger gap between what people make and what their what the home values are, and mm -hmm. I think that's where and also appreciation has has gone up. I think last year, this time median home was right around two fifty something and something, and now it's in the three hundreds. But what's triggering this? Uh, I just purely just supply the demand. There's not enough homes on the market for the for the amount of demand. Uh, but that's what there. I'm saying. So how is the demand? Is it because you know people have come are coming of age? more frequently you know up in their 20s and i think 30s. it's a mix of everything i think it's that i think uh texas in general is is um ha having a lot of population growth mm -hmm. so there's a lot of people coming to texas yeah, yeah, yeah and when they come to texas they're usually going to land in the big three or the big four you're going to either land in dallas you're going to land in houston you're going to land in san antonio or you're going to land in austin so well, you're gonna, where else would you go yeah i mean there's a <laughs> There's a lot of other places, but even those places, you're starting to see um, that around the big metro areas, surrounding areas are also seeing the appreciation. Yeah. Because, uh, so uh, that, that's one aspect of it, right? And, and the other aspect of it is um, a big business, a big industry uh, has been, has entered the market in 2009, 10, whenever we had the, uh, the first little uh, great recession where oh, the houses yeah. lost okay. value. Um, I think um, it was on CNBC at the time. They asked Warren Buffett, you know, what was the uh, whack? Where would he put his money? What's the best investment right now today? And I'm paraphrasing, and he pretty much said a single family home. And and the reason why he said that because he's a value guy. He realized that at that time, real estate was on sale, mm. and his whole issue with it was he just didn't is a great idea the single family home but how do you manage that how do you manage all these different little entities that are all over the place that was the problem well as soon as he said that and i'm pretty sure people were working on it before he said that i'm pretty sure he had that same conversation in a quiet room where there was no reporters around and there mm -hmm. wasn't a mass of people that were there i'm pretty yeah. sure he was well ahead of this right because that's usually the way it happens um, that uh, they are already figuring out what they needed to do, and so I mean, even now I think uh, I think there was an article a couple of weeks ago. Uh, BlackRock purchased um, one of the largest home uh, 
holders in the United States. I forget the name of the company. They owned like 17,000 houses, uh, rental houses around the United States. Wow. And they bought them for, uh, I don't know, $5 billion, $7 billion. So if you're out there buying, if you've got BlackRock or hedge funds, uh, these big funds buying a big swath of uh, single-family housing uh, real estate, uh, then that creates another demand mm-hmm. that's out there um, that really you can't. It's hard for the first-time home buyer and or somebody who's um, – wanting to make the change or move get into real estate i mean you're competing with uh with organization now with companies yeah you know um i hope i should probably write some of this stuff down because it's coming to me as we go but you have it recorded yeah it's recorded <laughs> but uh I'll, you i don't think you've ever told me like what your craziest because you you buy and sell you flip right you buy and hold but what has been the craziest like story the like the realtor's nightmare story you know oh man you know like, I, you I, ever, would say, yeah. I would say the very first well i don't know if it wouldn't be crazy i'd say the one that stands out to me is um the very first property i bought was in our neighborhood that we live in Across the street, yep, our neighborhood. Across the street from yeah, me? well, across the street. Uh, well, I say across the street was more like where uh, your your favorite neighbor just purchased his home. Why well, you bring yeah. that up again? <laughs> but yeah, no. They, if you're they, watching they, this, you're an <laughs> asshole, fella. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was right in that in South Creek, right uh, right okay. over there. Okay. And so, um, I it was the first purchase I ever I ever bought, and the first home I ever bought, and I was scared to death of it and we walked it and when we walked it um it was vacant at the time it was a foreclosure mm-hmm. and it had this smell and it smelled it didn't smell like hey you know everybody when you get in real estate there's the old cliche term you know uh, the worse it smells the more money or it smells like money or something like that you know okay yeah you know that's the thing yeah it's a thing you know real the estate of yeah, money yeah, yeah okay. kind of like you know if you smell cat pee that means lots of money or something like that <laughs> i forget i never say it but it's something like that it goes like that and, it, and there's some truth to that the stinkier the home that or what that really means and, and what that what what that term really is saying is you've now reduced your pool of buyers by having a stinky house uh, so when you have a stinky okay. house it's all supply and demand right so yeah. So it, house, it runs people off. It runs people yeah. off. So therefore, you're left with a certain amount of people who would buy that house, and yeah. normally those people are going to want to pay less. Okay. So, um, so I remember going in there and thinking, man, this house really stinks. And that agent was let me gave that old cliche term, you know, you know, it smells like money to me. You know, okay. I was like, okay, yeah, get your commission. So we, uh, yeah, so we did that. We did the deal, and um, closed. And I was talking to a neighbor, and I could not get that smell out. I was like, we pulled the carpets. And I was like, man, what is that smell? And I uh, had a pest guy go in there, and he goes, it does not smell like cat pee, and it does not smell like dog pee. So I, I've never smelled this smell either. And I was like, well, what is that? Well, it turns out, uh, when I was talking to the neighbor, they were like, did y'all ever get that hawk out of there? Oh, my God. And I said, a hawk? She goes, yeah, there was a broken window in the back. A hawk had flown in, bro- broke the window, flew in, and was perched. It had one of these... Um, you know, in our neighborhood, a lot of the houses have, and my house has this, has that, I forget what they call it, like a bridge walkway. Uh, breezeway? Over, yeah, like it's kind of, yeah, it has the hand railing on the second floor. 
like when you walk in, there's like a little walkway path over. Oh yeah, you know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Right, right in front of the window. Yeah. Well, this house has something similar to that, uh -huh. and that eagle would stay perched on that thing, and it would, it would, it was shit. It would, nice. it was shit, and, and <laughs> doing what eagles do or hawks do. Yeah. And I was like, it must have flown out because it was gone by the time I'd gotten there. But yeah, that 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 was kind of like a weird, like a weird, uh, like. I never have had a house where there was a eagle smell that we we're trying to get rid of. So it actually, eagle it, smell. it actually was eagle piss, right? So the Ugh. smell of eagle piss means money, I guess. In my, in my, that means more money. <laughs> that's like gold. Cat <laughs> pee, that's chump change. Give me an eagle pee, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, that oh, was, that's a good little house. I still own it today. And, um, yeah, that's been, that was the first one we, we did, or, the, you know, and, it's a good good little house, and I wish I'd have bought everything at that time. Um, that house is over doubled in value at that time when we bought it. It was I started buying in 2012, 20, 2012. and so that was the first house I bought. So that was like a perfect time to buy. Nice. At, at that so time. you said you still own it, yeah. And I remember one of the last time, like one of those times when we went mountain bike riding, I asked you how many properties you had. You said somewhere around 12, yeah, yeah. We're down to 10, okay, down to 10, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 10 properties and you're managing all this yourself yeah 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 Dude, it's that's... not hard to manage i mean uh, rentals are actually uh knock on wood they're they're not i mean if you put good people in there and you buy it also depends on the uh asset or the product it, itself so uh every price point has uh a, has its own headache with it right so mm -hmm. there are a lot of guys who own you know 40 50 houses uh but they're either in a rougher side of the neighborhoods um and, and yeah you've got a lot of them but they also come with their own headaches right so rent's that, cheaper. Yeah. so there's different there's a different headache there uh, a lot of the properties i own are fortunately because i've purchased them through the years are in desirable uh, suburb type areas places where people buy houses to live not just to rent mm -hmm. so i i tend to get a good tenant base and i think that's the first step to m having properties uh or managing properties easier gotcha. is having good good tenants you know i'm kind of hoping our area like our immediate neighborhood gets gentrified like I know nobody wants their their neighborhood gentrified. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Like, that's right, away. dude. I mean, dude, think about this, man. That's for me in some some uh, in some circles. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, man. You think you think about this where we are right now in in the neighborhood we live in. It's a it's a nice neighborhood, right? Yeah, yeah. But it could use a nice little boost. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, what do you think about that? I think it, um I think it's doable, I and mean, I think it I probably will happen. I don't know if. Me or you will be there to see it, but for sure, I think. Oh um, damn! See, I, there you go, crushing think, my dreams. I think, uh, I think all neighborhoods, um, especially in Houston, kind of have these cycles. And I think with ninety nine coming in, uh, the Beltway. They always say the Beltway is like the new six ten. Mm -hmm. um, you, you you just you got to have in order for I think when you see like where you think oh yeah this is gentrification is happening mm -hmm. you got to have the young um hippie type guys start moving in you gotta have like uh that's what like, i'm saying you gotta have like uh <laughs> gotta have some th th there's a there's there's an i think when they start that gentrification you gotta it needs to like a rundown period and we're not yeah, there we're not there we're not there but i feel like uh dude i feel like 
I've, I've seen some things and I'm like, I yeah, don't want this to the, get any worse. We're at the beginning of the rundown period. So I there's a cycle. No, I don't want that. That's what I'm that. saying. I don't think me and you will be there to see it. And I don't know if we could be a considered like the cool, like where young people would want to go. There, there needs to be, there needs to be at least a brewery that opens up close to us for it to be. A, a brewery is the key to yeah, gentrification. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta Damn have, it, man! You gotta have like some cool, those... some cool spot where people can drink beers outside. We uh, got one. That and, that that uh, place, it opened up. Um, the hub. No, man, That's it's um, right next to Chick Fil A. Oh, a, they were building yeah, it during yeah. the pandemic. I know, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. They got the big sausages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never actually <laughs> been there. No, I've never been there. But you know who does eat there a lot? Who? Is our, is our neighbor um, right next door to you, uh, Nancy. They do? Yeah, I've seen them out there more than at least twice. Oh, well, that's you. not. That's, so, that so doesn't work. <laughs> that was an old folks place. <laughs> you know, shout out to Nancy and them, but you know, you, you're too old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's not exactly bringing the crowd. That's gonna yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, no, I I think um, I don't know. There's got to be. There's something to it. There's something. So I, we got to get some young folks to open up a brewery. Yeah, in our area, and then we'll or start. Or something cool like that. Then you know, we'll I, end up. You can tell I'm our, old. There's. I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, you'll have somebody in your audience who's young. It's like this guy doesn't. And know then our property it. taxes will go up so much. You and I got to move. So. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. Right? <laughs> Maybe it's got to be. Yeah. There's got to be a bus line or something. There's got to in, in order for it to in order for like for the young hippies to to really think it's a cool spot. There has to be an edge, like an almost um, what do you call it? A chance that you might get mugged on the way to your car. If you don't have Are that feeling of of like living close to the edge, then you're not uh, you're not in a place that's ready to be gentrified. Because mm. when you go to these gentrification these gentrified places, you realize, hey man, there's a homeless guy right across the street at this cool little spot. That that's I'm crazy. Drinking, that I'm drinking. My you beer. know, everything you're saying, it really does make sense. Because I grew up in Austin, and when I visit Austin now, the places I used to live and and hang out, which you know, it wasn't like the worst of the worst. Yeah. Then, but. I can't even afford to live there now. Oh, yeah. Austin is a completely different place. I I cannot uproot my family and say, okay, we're moving to Austin. No, because we'll be poor, seriously poor in Austin now. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a lifestyle in Austin that I think is, uh, I don't think it's comparable. I mean, I mean, it's, it's a really cool place. You know, if you wanted yeah. to be around cool people, what, wait, Adrian, ideas. what are you saying, dude? Are we just not cool anymore? No, we're cool, but we're, I don't like, we're, I don't H- like your tonality right H- now. Houston is not necessarily a place you go for cool experiences, right? I mean, Houston, is it not really? No, I think Houston's more of a place. It's it's like a melting pot for people who want to come and uh, and work and and try to get ahead for a decent amount of you know you make good wage, price of living's fairly low, and um. That's pretty much it. You just kind of just, it's just a place. To, to me, it's like a work hub. Uh, in Austin, really? And Austin's more, of, um, and maybe because it lacks the um, the university. Okay. I mean, may- I mean, may- maybe, maybe if you if we live like around around any of the universities that are closer to in town. Like, you know, Rice or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might get that feel of Austin. You I might know, get that whole, you-, you might get a whole, you know, where the. The tacos are good and everything is You're cool. You're starting to really make me cool. feel like I, I'm that 
guy who thought he was cool, but he was actually pretty lame the whole time. Not even like some of the time, but you was lame the whole time. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a tough realization when you when you come to that that point. But I think that the sooner that we come to it, the better you you are. Because <laughs> so you just said, let it happen, bro. <laughs> Accept it. Hey, the so very th- fact that we started this show and we came off saying we're two dudes with no beer, <laughs> you realize that. <laughs> Yeah, I was, oh yeah. yeah. Hey, all right. You know what? Now I want to go into becoming a man and aging. Yeah. Because the Antoine, you know, I'm a, I'm a real lighthearted guy. I love laughing and having a good time, but I have my serious moments. I have my wisdom, but I was not always the guy I am today. If yeah. you would have met me 15, 20 years ago, I'm not sure we'd be friends. Well, maybe. Maybe fifteen year old. Yeah, but uh, I was different. Yeah, yeah you 15, were different too. Yeah, we probably would have been friends. We probably would have been like, yeah. We, I think everybody mature. Everybody matures differently at different times, right? But for sure, um, Adrian, fifteen years ago. I don't know. I take that back. I, I would say that for me, every, on different levels, I, I probably hit my mature like when I really like things really like where I woke up. Mm-hmm was was the birth of uh madison my first daughter and that Bingo. was that was probably like i think when you become a parent yeah not for everybody don't, don't get me wrong there are some there are plenty of parents that's the out most there. commonplace though yeah, there I are plenty say. of parents out there who've never grew up right? yeah. but for the most part if you were to talk to most people the, the turning point is is when they become a parent i think that's probably yeah yeah same same for me i mean i still had a lot of growing to do at that time but that is a that is a real hard turning point was when uh Antoine was born. It was like party's over, game over. It was like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. new game. It was yeah. a new game. I, yeah. I I I took it in and embraced it. Like yeah. I was happy to be a dad. And I was looking forward to all the, you know, all the dad stuff coming. I think I was happy to be a dad for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was twenty one. So there was some sad there too, right? You're oh like, yeah, I oh, was twenty. Shit. You're like, oh shit, this thing's over already. I and was twenty, so, so that's why I said game over. Yeah, yeah. So but now we gotta play a new one. You're happy and you're sad, and I got scared, dude. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a, um, my personality, in general, is uh, one of, uh, and it's a bad, and it's a bad trait to have, and it's a bad, and I know it. I just, it's very hard for me to fight it because I've always been that way. Is I've always is, it, I don't want to say it's fearful. It's, you know, you know, they say that there's, there's like the mindset, the abundance mindset, and then there's the uh, scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always had the scarcity mindset. Dude. I've always, and, and it's a scarcity of my own resources. Is so, it because you were having now to provide for someone else? Yeah. So I was worried that I wouldn't be able to provide for her, that I wouldn't be able to provide for myself. I, actually, I, and I think you, me and you spoke about this. Uh, we talked about this one night at, I just didn't want to go back and live with my mom. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'll you know, sit my own throat, man. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? So you're sitting there and yeah. you're like, you're looking at yourself in the mirror, saying that this this could end badly if I don't like really try to figure out how to support myself and 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 a kid. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so I had that. I had always had this fear, and I've and I've never really ever shook that. Like even to this day. Mm-hmm. I am always like trying to guard the the nest yeah. egg that you. It, it's not a big one, but it's enough that where you're trying to protect, right? And that's kind of wh- where a lot of my uh, crazy book reading and stuff comes from. Call that the uh, now I've developed this theory. I call it the raccoon, the mama raccoon theory. Yeah, 
I always kind of make an analogy. I've never seen a mama raccoon. Have you seen a mama raccoon? Never. And I don't want to. Like, those things freak me out. But, you know, I've, you know, just imagine, you know, you got these little babies in a corner, right? Yeah. And then you approach them, not on purpose, but you just, oh, shit, raccoons right there. My bad. But mama sees you. Yeah. Like, if you keep going in that direction, what's going to happen to you? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. probably going to lose that fight, right? So yeah. Mama Raccoon is going to fight to the death to protect right. the nest, the oh, babies. Yeah. Absolutely. So with me, I can just recall different eras in my life that are dark cloud type of eras. And I even, even when I talk about them, I start getting into this mood, like it's ruining my day because yeah, it was yeah. so bad. But, yeah. you know, naturally we're here in a better place. And it was because I had that, that mama raccoon fighting me because oh, yeah. I had this little life to protect, you know, my son. Cause I was a single dad for a little bit of this time. And it's like, okay, I, uh, first of all, you can't go back to mama's house. Like just, just die on the spot. If you ever have to do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure. Uh, and then you got this little guy to protect and feed and clothe and, and teach, you know, cause he's got to grow up and represent you in the world. Like yeah, you need yeah. to do a good job. So there's this fight that would come out. It's like, no matter what, today I'm super tired. I got to get out and do something. I got to go make some money. Yeah. Or today I'm just, I feel like crap. I don't even like myself today. Like I went through some periods where I just did not like who I was, but I still had to to do whatever it took. And that's that's why I call it the mama raccoon yeah, theory because yeah. she's going she's gonna to do whatever it takes. And um, yeah, man, you know, when you tell me stuff like that, it makes me think about those periods in my life where it was just super rough. And I felt like I was, if I wasn't at rock bottom, I was like, you know, a breath away from it. Right. And that just comes out. And I think everybody has it. It's just, are you willing to engage it? I think um, for sure everybody has it. I just think what that it is, is different, right? So if you're closer to the bottom, your rock bottom is pretty damn far down, right? So there yeah. are some people who are who don't uh, who necessarily like. They're at different levels, right? And their bottom might be our our high. It's That's like true. You know, what I'm saying? It's, all it's relative. Like, it's like their bottom. It's all relative. Their bottom's like they're like, dang, I hit the rock bottom. I only got two Ferraris, man. And yeah. we're like, we're like, dad, no, That's just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it know? is all relative. Yeah, yeah. So no, yeah. I do, I do agree. So I think our our bottoms, or and I say our, I mean. Uh, for me specifically, I mean, I never, I was, I was already low, mm-hmm. right? So, and some of those times that you hit your lows, it's like a low that you really didn't want to be in. But, I mean, I would say for the most part, you know, I, I didn't instinct. So when I, while I grew up, I was raised by a mom, you know, two sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so being a dad or having a father figure around didn't really happen till I was in junior high when my mother married my stepfather. So there was a big swath of my life there that I just kind of, uh, the only male figures around were like my grandfather and he passed away when I was, uh, when I was in junior high also. And, um, and my uncles, which mm-hmm. were their own dudes that had their own ways. So it, you were kind of, I was kind of, when I did become a father, I was like, not only was I fearful that I, all I knew was that as a, I needed to provide, right? Mm-hmm. But also there's a whole lot of other crap that I didn't know that I, you needed to do as a dad because I didn't have a dad. So I didn't know what dads did. I didn't know what dads did. You know, I just, all, well, I knew, all I knew was that you had to provide. But, like, I didn't know, like, emotionally or, or like, you know, how do you, how are you there for your kid? You know, how do you, 
have a talk with them about something mm. serious. Um, you know, and I had a long time to learn, right? There's a long pathway yeah. because you got this little baby here. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, all of that kind of, and it, and even to this day, I mean, that was my daughter's now 22, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of long talks, kind of like I mean, you're talking now, and um, about different things, a variety of things, from finance to parenting to um, spirituality, you know, God, Jesus. Yeah. Um, so we've had all of these types of conversations back and forth, but I even to this day still feel, and now, you know, I have a son now, he's eight years old. I had two daughters. First daughter was good, you know, kind of <laughs> learned a lot with her. Uh-huh. Emily comes along, my second daughter. I'm like, okay, I've been, a, I've been a dad before for a girl. So I, you know, I feel more comfortable. And then the boy comes and it's like, And these okay. are three different personalities. Yeah, yeah together, and they're all three know? different personalities yeah. for sure. And, and then you get, a boy and it's like oh crap i've never been a father to a boy so <laughs> just you know, when you thought you had it down <laughs> and so what's funny is you know like you say he's a little baseball player as i didn't play baseball when i was a kid i mean i played little league yeah. but i had a single mom she like dropped me off at practice and that was it i went yeah. I, what i learned was that day in practice so it was kind of cool when having a boy is that you're kind of learning it with him everything yeah. you're learning with him okay i got so, you there you know it's like same here yeah it's like you're just like uh Hey dad, let's go throw baseball or let's go throw a football. I I might have to get on YouTube and say, how do you throw a baseball? How do yeah. you throw a football? What's the right way to show somebody how to, how to throw a football or a baseball, right? And, and then I learn secretly in the bathroom, you know, practicing, <laughs> practicing, you know. I was like, okay, yeah, I got this down, and then we'll go outside and we do it together. So it's kind of cool. We learn together. That is cool, man. And I never really, I, I'm in the same boat with you. I grew up with a single mom. A few boyfriends here and there that, you know, are long-term kind of serious boyfriends that kind of took on a fatherly role, but nothing, you know, as far as a male figure. So, yeah, I've had those moments where, you know, I I don't know if I was necessarily YouTubing, but for me, it was like, dude, we're going to figure this thing out together. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to do this either, but I ain't going to let you know that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the hard part, right? Because you still are trying to be a dad, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't want want them to be like, dude, you don't even know how to do this. But, yeah, yeah, so there is that factor, too. That's why you practice in the bathroom without anybody there. But, you know, um. You ever walk away, because I've done this before, because I have literally evolved, you know, as far as being a dad. The evolution of being a dad is just crazy, because when I grew up, it was, you know, you beat your kids and they did what you said. Yeah, sure. There's no, it was like a black and white kind of thing. There's nothing outside of that. Yeah. You know, now we raise our kids much different. We actually talk to them. And we we care about their feelings. Yeah. I know. That's so screwed (laughs) up. That's something, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Who, Who started that mess? Yeah. So, you know, I've evolved. You know, I gave my, my son the whoopings that he probably didn't even really deserve. Just like, this is what we do. You know, this yeah. is how I, I grew up. And then at some point I realized, you know, you can't, like, beat good grades in the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. you yeah. got to work with them at the table. You got to spend those long nights doing math that you forgot 15 years ago. You got to you gotta put in that work. And, um, you know, with and with the talks. Like the communication, my communication has evolved. And I've walked away from some talks feeling like I just won like a championship belt. Like, Dad, you did that thing, Dad. You put, your, <laughs> put yourself on the back, man. You did that. And I'll go tell somebody, like, dude, I had this conversation. It was yeah, good. It was you should have heard me, man. I gave the wisdom. <laughs> it was flowing. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it's flowing. Because, yeah. you know, you just you surprise yourself. Like, damn, I'm grown now. Yeah. I'm a dad. Like, yeah. you, you feel good about that. So I've had those. And I've only got the one, so I didn't have to deal with multiple uh, multiple personalities or different personalities. But even till this day, 
my son comes home from college this past um what was that feels like forever ago but it i guess it was at the beginning of summer yeah yeah because he's in summer school he's at the beginning of summer and you know we you know families have things going on you know what i'm saying so we have some family stuff going on and you know i got to talk to him right. i'm like i'm still doing this i did pretty good yeah. I, I got this you know i'm getting better you know communicating with my son even as a grown man and it's like because you didn't have a father i didn't have a father you know we have uncles and stuff like that but I don't know. I'm always trying to be the dad I I wanted but didn't have. But I don't want to push it overboard, you know, yeah, yeah. to yeah. to you know instill my stuff on him that I wanted. You know, as far as like maybe playing sports or being something that right. I never got to be. I don't want to go that route. But yeah. you know, to to be the dad I always wish I had, and I see relationships where like I don't know. You got grown men in their 40s and 50s still hanging out and maybe drinking a beer or something with their dad. Like I want that. Yeah. So I'm always trying to level up my communication with him. And I'm just, I don't know, I guess right now I'm patting myself on the back for that well, I, talk I had a month ago. Yeah, I know. No, I hear you. <laughs> I'm still no, I think, I think, um, I think you've done a good job. If, Thanks, man. I think you've done a good job. And yet that, I mean it literally, but I also think figuratively you've done a good job if you can sit down and have a conversation with any one of your kids, like an adult. Yeah. Um, because I, there are a lot of, I think, in general, right, we're not raising kids, we're raising adults. Mm-hmm. So if you can legitimately say, I, I think the, I think any parent can pat themselves on the back if they can actually sit down and have an adult conversation with their kids and Dude. feel like you got something out of it too. Yeah. Like, man, I, I raised a thinker. I raised somebody who actually applies logic to life. Outside of school, outside of grades, I'm just talking about in general, they can take their outside world process it and spit something out that's like oh man yeah i didn't think about it that way if you get to the point where your kid does that to you it's like okay yeah i I did i did okay i did okay next time we gotta have the beer like this is i mean i always like talking to you man but i kind of feel like i don't what do i do with my hands i know (laughs) well i'm still i'm getting well it's funny that that this is the first time that i've ever done anything like this because i'm i'm saying i'm like that i'm like Am, am I talking right? Yeah, I need some the, chips. Like the earphones. I get the camera over there that I'm trying not to look at, you know. I'm just so. ignore the cameras, man. We're good. And then what you tell your wife? We, we're good. Ignore the cameras, <laughs> yeah, baby. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, man. A big black screen. Oh, my God. No, no this man. is a, this is good. I like this. This is, a, this is a cool setup that you got here. Hopefully, you become a repeat offender. Yeah, we got to yeah. see you here, yeah, you know, is, multiple times. I I thought I would be a little bit um, kind of nervous, but now once you, once you start talking, because we know each other, and yeah. So it's a lot easier to just kind of talk. Yeah, we kind of overdue for this anyway, you know. Every what, what is it like? Every probably three months, we, yeah. We have that one talk that we we probably didn't even mean for it to happen. It just happened. So yeah, we, well, we probably overdue. I'm anyway. gonna talk right. So if you get stop me and we start talking and I go. I can go right. I yeah, can just start here. talking. I can just start talking about yeah. just random stuff, and it's funny because you can be just outside, and if we pass each other, and you'll know. Sometimes it's just like, "Hey, what's up?" And yeah. then sometimes we sit and talk for a little bit, and then you realize, "Oh no, it's it, we're talking like we're going into yeah. real talk." Uh, and that's why I mean, I've gotten in trouble several times with Catherine because I leave my phone at the house, and 
Then she's she texting me, and I don't know <laughs> because my phone's in the house, and I go look in the – once the conversation's over, I go look at my phone, and I'm like, damn, Adrian's in trouble. He is in trouble. The streetlights are on and everything, man. That dude, he can't even come outside for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's funny. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I it's, it's cool because, I mean, a lot of times when I flush out when I talk about, you know, just having just regular conversations, you know, I'm flushing out ideas too in my, yeah. in my own – Anything that I'm talking, I'm saying, um, I'm flushing out in my mind, you know, what I'm thinking. I have conversations, but I would say you, there's probably like maybe you, a, a buddy I know named Daniel uh, that I work with, mm-hmm. and uh, some of the some of the, some of my older buddies uh, that are older than me that are retired that I actually can sit down and like talk. Yeah. Right? You're right. There's only going to be a handful of those people in your life. As you get older, they start peeling off, you know, yeah. and then you get that that core group. And you're the same man. You're the same way in, inside of my world. You know, there's only like probably I think I got less. There's it's three of us, maybe yeah. four of us total in my group, right. myself included. And uh, like, you know, things just kind of build up. You know, you processing things in your head and then finally you formulate some words. And you're like, Ooh, OK, who, who do I call for this conversation? Because. Yeah. You know, not everybody can handle the same type of conversation. This is an Adrian one. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the thing, right? You yeah. got to have that person who is, um, who, for me, I'm I'm, I, I'm very unjudgmental mm-hmm. of anything, right? So I'm always open to idea and stuff like that. So I, I when I have these few guys that I do talk to, they're very similar in that type of way. They don't, gotcha. there's like a, a yourself included, like it's like, um, you know, we go off on a tangent and start talking, and I'm not. We didn't go off on tangents for these cameras. That's actually the way I talk. I yeah. go off on tangents. <laughs> Same here. So if we go off on a tangent on on a on a cryptocurrency or on a real estate or on anything like that, it's it, it one it flows because a person understands what you're talking to, and even if they don't understand, they're willing to let it flow in and yeah. say okay yeah i'm learning right now and well, yeah then that's I'm how gonna, you walk away with something it, new and then it goes back and forth right and, yeah and so it doesn't have to be all about and and also i mean because i didn't have dad i didn't have a lot of sports i'm not there are some guys that that's what they that's their realm of conversation is sports talk right and i'm not and i can't and i can't really there's some sports talk now that he plays baseball i can kind of follow but yeah for the most part I'm not a sports talk type guy. I'm about three minutes into that conversation, and I'm I'm pretty much done. Yeah. I'm not a big sports guy either. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, so it's hard to find those kind of guys, yeah. you know, where you can just talk about more than just you know, yeah. uh, what sports. So yeah, it's cool, man. I think this Good is. A, but man, I really do appreciate you taking time out of your day. I hope, uh, Mr. Matthew, hope young Matthew over there. Yeah, we promised him something. He's taking time. him a little now. I think I owe Matthew something, man. I got to figure <laughs> out what I'm a, what I'm gonna do for him and give him. He's a good kid, man. You know, I I see people, you know, me with an older kid, you know, because we're the same age. But I always, out of all my peers, I always have the oldest kid because, you know, I was 20. And, uh, you know, when I see people our age that have younger kids like Matthew, I'm always, I do judge. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'll be judging. I look at your kid and I, too, you know, there's a couple of things I judge people on. Your if you have adult children, no matter how old you are, if you have adult children, your relationship with your adult children, yeah. how is that relationship? Is it is it you, know, you ain't got to have like the best, you know, relationship, but, you know, 
do they want to come to your house and eat right. dinner with you? You yeah, know, yeah. have a talk or watch a movie, that kind of stuff. Or are you estranged? You know right, what I'm saying? Right, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, when you're having younger children, like I look and I observe, you know, how, how are these kids behaved? How do they treat, how do the kids respond to their parents' authority or how do they treat each other? What's the banter? And I, I look at you guys' as family and I'm like, that's why we're friends, you yeah. know, because, yeah. you know, your kids respect you. You got this young man here. He's he's handsome and he's he's well groomed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he looks a little tired, but he, yeah, he's exhausted. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It it it's it represents you being a good dad because of your I children's behavior and and you know everything about them. So good yeah. job to you. Kudos to you for being a, a good person and a good dad too. Cause nah, man, appreciate that. That's gonna be you. That's mainly Catherine, though. It's not me. Yeah. It's mainly, I would say it's mainly mom. You Now you're saying that for the camera, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you going to say that for the camera? <laughs> That's pretty much all mom that's oh, instilled those, those good things. All the bad stuff is me. You know what, man? Uh, I got to give a lot of credit to Bonnie, too, because, you know, being a single dad, it is rough. You, I mean, being a dad, period, is rough. But you've only got so much to give as a father. Oh, there's yeah. some stuff that's in us that, oh, yeah. or there's, there's only so much in us. You know, Bonnie comes along. She's just that. She had that motherly spirit. Yep. And she took over, and I let it happen. I didn't fight it at all. I was like, "Hey, yeah, I, I don't know how to do that." So, so you do that. Oh yeah, we all have our roles. Yeah, and, man. And, and definitely, um, moms have theirs as well. So yeah, for sure. And we and we've all heard. I, what was that little snippet that she that she played before? We started this whole thing. That was her testing out the mics. Only she could, only only a woman could do something like that. You know? <laughs> and only Bonnie could. That's only Bonnie. <laughs> only Bonnie could do that. Dude, I got to start recording Bonnie while she's not, while she doesn't know she's being observed. Yeah. This woman is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, the thing she says or does, it is, I mean, it is perfect entertainment. You, you hear that, Bonnie? Do you hear that? I'm gonna start recording. It's on on camera. You, I would be looking around. Oh man, anywhere you go in that house, I'm gonna get a bunch of GoPros (laughs) and just set them up in the house so we can see this stuff. Man, we could be gajillionaires if some of these antics could be seen on. Oh yeah, you know TV. Oh man, live feed of of y'all's house. Oh that would be. Oh man, I'm I'm even last night. Dude, I gotta tell you this. Dude, we gotta wait, go. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta, I gotta tell you. This is the. This where, where are we going? At dinner. Okay, dinner okay, okay. So we're eating Jersey Mike's. We go to Jersey Mike's. We get some subs. That's a pretty good sandwich. Huh? Oh man, I I have never had anything other than the uh, the Philly cheesesteak. Right. And she got something. It looked really good. It, but the the person behind the counter they gave us the bigger piece of bread. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't like a half. It was like a three quarter. Giant. So we get this home, and. I'm going in on my sandwich. I'm getting real intimate with this sandwich. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But Bonnie over there, she's eating like fat kid, dude. She's <laughs> she's got like tomato <laughs> on her face, and it's really oily. Yeah, so she's yeah, got yeah. all the oil on her, and she's eating it with both hands. Every time she bites in, some stuff comes out the bottom. Is she is she eating from the middle? Dude, or is she going she's from the going end? in is like she a, going to, like she's eating from the middle. Dude, no, from the end, but she's eating like she literally like a guy that just got out of prison. I've seen. I've seen a guy like her like fingers were kind of curled a little middle, bit. Middle first, yeah. She kind of just you know most people eat a sandwich, you grab it like this, yeah. you know, humanely, yeah. and you don't abuse the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, she she curled her fingers up a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. and clutched it like an animal, and she's like, oh. yeah. and you know the stuff was squirting out the back. Yeah, it is a juicy she, sandwich. She right? has it on her cheeks, and I was like, babe, you gotta. This is really not a good look. Yeah. She picks up her head, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I get the i get the uh 
I get the roast beef there, and it is, and it, you, I get it with the extra sauce that they put on there, uh-huh. and because they they squirt it all on there, and I said a little bit more, man, go for it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good sandwich. In fact, talking about it, that's probably what I'm going to go Dude, get. They make good second. sandwiches, but she she went to a different place yesterday. She was, <laughs> It was like straight, I saw Nirvana yesterday. <laughs> like, I saw what it actually looks like. Yeah. She was in there. She loved that. And then she let out this big burp. Like, wow. You ever <laughs> see that movie, Revenge of the Nerds, back in the yeah, day? Yeah. You remember that dude? Was it Booger? Yeah. Booger, <laughs> yeah. The burps. Yes, yes. She was yeah, like, they had a burp, burp contest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Booger. Yeah. I was like, that's that's the sexiest thing I've seen all week, man. You go ahead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, hey, man, I appreciate you stopping by. Oh, yeah. Once sure. again, this is Adrian Longoria. So you're a businessman. Do you do you want me to put anything out there for you in the in the, in the the uh, the uh, address box? Or what is no, it? No, I mean, you you. I guess if you, I don't, like I said, I don't have any Facebook, really. Mm-hmm. Um, or, Dude, we got to get you on social Instagram. media. Instagram. I do have. So I do. Well, I take that back. I do have a page like for Swift House buyers. Uh huh. Um, but I don't. I mean, do we got to get I don't you? Do, I don't do anything with it. So, um, yeah. I mean, if anybody as it sees this who uh, wants to sell their house, you know, for sure, give me a call. He buys ugly houses. I buy and pretty ones too. <laughs> and the pretty ones. It doesn't matter. They don't have to. I'm, I don't discriminate. I'm gonna so. need you to start trying to gentrify my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we out of here, man. All right. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here?